April Fool's Day. I have never been a really big fan of April Fool's Day. I don't like it when pranks are pulled on me, and I do not like pulling pranks on other people because I usually put myself in their place. <clears throat> but on April 1st, 2007, I grew to like April Fool's Day even less because that was the day I lost a very close friend. His name was Joe Murphy, and he was one of the original voices of podcasting. In fact, I would argue that Joe Murphy was the guy that I used as the go-to example for when people said, oh, I hate the sound of my own voice. Why would I want a podcast? What would I have to say? Those were his original words. And then he became a regular on Slice of Sci-Fi, the anchor of humor on Winging It. <laughs> and... um and then he went and became a podcaster himself with the Kick-Ass Mystic Ninjas. And cancer took him away from us on April Fool's Day. And no, that's not a joke. And as I have done since 2008, I have ran this podcast, this tribute show. These are voices from 2008, and the sentiment hasn't really changed. And every year, Jack Mangan and I make it a point to run this show in our respective feeds. I hope that you take some time out today and remember this fallen friend of ours. I'm T. Morris, and I remember Joe Murphy. Calling Mason Rocket. This is a distress call for Mason Rocket. We are in need of your assistance. The world is in danger, and only you can save us. Calling Mason Rocket. You are here. I started listening to podcasts in the summer of 2005, and the Kick-Ass Mystic Ninjas were one of the first shows that I listened to. I would listen to Joe and Summer and David discuss these old shows and books and movies, and I remember that Joe had this wonderfully dry, snarky sense of humor. He would come up with these hilarious lines that just summarize things so perfectly, and he would deliver them in this deadpan way that had me laughing out loud at work. 
There aren't too many people out there who can pull off that level of snark and still leave you with the feeling that they're genuinely nice guys. But Joe never seemed to have any trouble with it. I only wish that I had discovered podcasting sooner so that I could have actually gotten to know him. This is Chris Lester from Detroit, Michigan, and I remember Joe. Like a lot of folks, I got to know Joe through the various podcasts he was on. But I was privileged enough to meet him in person once at DragonCon 2006. Uh, We had emailed back and forth, and he was going to stay with my girlfriend and myself and uh, our friend uh, in our room. Well, thanks to some circumstances or whatever, he ended up crashing with someone else during Dragon Con. But I never will forget two things. Number one, he made it a point to come up to our room and pay us for what would have been his share of the room. And I told him, no, no, you know, you're not staying here, you don't have to pay. But he insisted anyway. And then later on that weekend, uh, I had run into him again uh, outside of a, a sweet party. And he and I had got to talk for a little while. And I had a couple of sodas, a couple of these these goofy orange cream sodas. And he had said something about trying, liking to try different sodas. So I had given him one. And I never will forget when he had opened it, opened it up took a swig and that big grin and the eyes lighting up he goes that's some good stuff my name is brad boyer i live in louisville kentucky and i remember joe joe wrote a chapter for us in the grimoire and reviews I found out about the podcast from him, and I loved to listen to him every week. He was funny and so easy to work with, even when we sent him back a laundry list of stuff we needed him to fix. I adored listening to him try and keep Michael and Evo in line, and I'm only sorry that he never got to see Grimoire come out. The book is dedicated to him since he spent the last few months of his life working on his chapter. He was a true professional to the end. This is now Chris Walsford, co-editor of The Complete Guide to Writing Fantasy, the author's Grimoire from Concord, New Hampshire, and I remember Joe. I came to know of Joe from the podcast he worked on, the Farpoint Media Shows. I discovered uh, podcasting myself as a listener in the spring of 2005, and I really always enjoyed his opinions and uh, the thoughts he shared on the different shows were a lot of fun. It was like uh, he was a friend I just hadn't met yet. He actually helped, uh, as many people did, to inspire me to get into podcasting myself many months later. So I, I thought it was a real treat in uh, 2006 when I found out he was going to be at uh, Dragon Con, where I always go, and it was a real thrill to meet him in person and get a chance to talk to him face-to-face. A lot of fun, as everybody knows. I just wish I had had an opportunity to spend more time with him and get to know him a little better. My name is Kevin Batchelder, and I'm from the Boston, Massachusetts area. And I remember Joe. I didn't know Joe Murphy. I listened to the podcasts that he was a part of, but I was just a fan. I never met the man in person. 
When he passed away, I was finding new podcasts that I liked and going back to the beginning to listen to their archives. And I would reach the point where they would talk about their friend Joe getting sick and then pass me away. And I was impressed by the love that everybody in this community had for him. And now in retrospect, I realize that I was watching the birth of a community, a community of people that care about each other and support each other. Often it's people who have never met in person, but nevertheless, there's relationships forming. My memory of Joe is through the community, through the people that did know him. His life and his death are part of the reason that this group of people has coalesced into what it has become, a community that cares, a community that is there for each other. People on Twitter call it the tribe, a group of people who has real emotion when one of their own is troubled, is sick, or passes away. This is Megan, and this has been My Memory of Joe. Sometime last year, Lynn and I wanted to record a goodbye message to Joe. We decided on a Klingon death yell, but couldn't quite make it relevant to Joe. So I decided to say that Worf, like Joe, loved root beer. And because of this, we should give Joe a Klingon death yell. Now I know full well that Worf liked prune juice, but this piece was more about Joe than being right. We caught some flack for it, but it was worth getting a bit of Trek trivia wrong just so we could send Joe off like a Klingon warrior. I'm sure he would have been amused. This is Kat from Houston, Texas, and I remember Joe. I first found Dragon Page and Joe in 2004. And it was so interesting to listen to that show. Evo was so snarky, and you just loved listening to him. And you loved the way that Michael was so... You know, he would try to keep it serious, but then somebody would put a last name in front of him, and he'd just struggle through it. And they were fun to listen to. But Joe had something unique. You could count on Joe to deliver the perfect punchline at the perfect time. Nobody had a sense of timing the way Joe did. And Joe brought a sense of wide-eyed optimism, a real love of all things geeky. And you felt it in all the shows you did. Dragon Page, Slice of Sci-Fi, Kick-Ass Mystic Ninjas. Joe made those shows come alive for me. Because when I listened to Joe, he reminded me of how much I loved science fiction and how much I loved all those geeky things. I just loved hearing his voice. I loved hearing how enthusiastic he was, how optimistic he was, in a way, how innocently gleeful he was for all things geek. And when he left, it happened so fast, and it wasn't the same without him. And I suppose that's the point. I'm Zach Rex. I'm from Rexburg, Idaho. And I remember Joe.
I never met Joe, but somehow, like many, I felt like I knew him. I know that's probably just the fanboy talking, because my only connection to Joe was through his voice on Winging It, Kick-Ass Mystic Ninjas. His dry wit and subtle delivery never failed to tickle my funny bone. There was something about his voice and the things that he said that make me feel like I knew him. That he was somebody I'd sat down and shared a cup of coffee with. He seemed real to me as more than a voice in my head. His catchphrase, brilliant, I can still hear that. She made that up, I can hear that too. And that cartoon with Joe and Captain America. Well, you said anything. I can hear that too. Even though I never heard Joe say it. His voice is still clear in my mind. My name is Nathan Lowell. I live in Greeley, Colorado. And I remember Joe. My first memories of Joe are from the early episodes of The Dragon Page and Slice of Sci-Fi. Back in 05, the early days of podcasting. I just started listening and I was trying to find my own place in this strange new media world of ours. Back then... Joe was a timid voice in the background and was often castigated by the show hosts Evo Terra and Mike Menengay to speak louder and more often. I watched Joe evolve from a wallflower into a wicked sniper of wit. His initial transition made for some of the best audio I've ever experienced. Known mostly for being quiet on the show, Joe would bide his time and wait for just the right lull in conversation, his comedic crosshairs always tracking. And then, all but forgotten, BAM! He'd kick in a zinger and take everyone out in one shot. As time progressed, so did Joe's skill. His comedy got better, and he started sharing opinions. It was such a joy for me to see someone grow in confidence and skill. It is not exaggeration to say that Joe's own evolution helped me to find my own voice in podcasting. When I saw his personal transition, I thought, if he can do it, I can too. Joe's evolution helped me to see that all our voices deserve expression. And if you can't find your own voice right out of the chute, you can build up to it over time. I only got to meet Joe in person twice. He was exactly the same person as I had envisioned. My only regret is not getting to know him better. This is Paul Fisher, and these are my memories of Joe. I never met Joe face to face. I never chatted with him on Skype or talked to him on the phone or even corresponded with him in email. I did listen to Joe on a weekly basis, though. He was part of some of the first podcasts that I listened to, Slice of Sci-Fi and Dragon Page Winging It. Joe was smart, witty, and fair. 
I look to Joe as an example of how, to rev- how a review should be done and how criticism should be given. His reviews were entertaining and seemed as valuable to me, the listener, as they could be to the writer of the book or the producers of the film that he was discussing. I regret that I never got to meet Joe. I would have liked to shake his hand and thank him for inspiring me to podcast and expose my opinions and my life fearlessly. My name is Tony Mast. I'm from O'Fallon, Illinois, and I remember Joe. Around the time that Joe Murphy began to get ill, I too was undergoing some ill health. Being a guy and having a good suspicion that diagnosing any possible issue that I might have was probably going to require some less than delicate procedures, I did nothing. After hearing Joe on Winging It, though, discussing in detail the procedures he was having done, it gave me the courage, for lack of a better word, to call my own physician and make an appointment. Now, I had never met Joe, much less had any contact with him, but I felt compelled to email him and thank him for sharing what, for any of the rest of us, was something way too embarrassing to talk about. His willingness had been what I needed to overcome my fear. After that, Joe and I began to swap emails, and it seemed he really cared about what was going on with me. He wanted to know what my physician had said and offered me encouragement when I told him I was going to see a specialist. He emailed me after my appointment with the specialist and wanted to know how that went. When I told Joe that I'd kind of felt like the specialist hadn't listened to me and just blew me off, Joe was adamant that I go back to my physician and tell him I wanted another referral for a second opinion. I did so, and Joe once again offered encouragement when that meeting resulted in my having a colonoscopy scheduled. After that, through winging it, I came to understand that things were going badly for Joe. His surgery hadn't gone well and he was getting sicker to the point that they asked people to stop trying to call or email Joe because apparently it made him ill just trying to focus on anything such as that. Then one day, out of the blue, I had an email from Joe. He apologized to me for not getting back to me sooner and he wanted to know how my procedure had gone. At DragonCon last year, I had the opportunity to share this story with Michael Meningay and he became very interested in the date on which I had received this last email. It seems that Joe had had one last good day where he felt well enough that he was able to get on the internet for a while, and, as near as Mike could figure, it was then that Joe had emailed me. This is who Joe was. Here he was in his final days, and what was on his mind was the well-being of others. In his final chance to get online, he reached out to me, a guy he had never met in person or talked with, or whom any of his friends had even ever met, and he wanted to find out if I was okay. Well, Joe, I don't know if you ever got my reply, but I want you to know I'm okay. Everything is as fine as it can be without you here with us. Thank you, Joe. I'm just a Joe, one of the faceless millions on the Internet, but Joe cared about me, and I remember Joe. I never met Joe Murphy, but he enriched my life in his contributions and the several podcasts he was a part of. Uh, I remember Joe as being a sweet guy, funny sense of humor, wicked sense of comic timing, and I remember that he loved root beer. What I got from Joe was 
for the first time I felt like podcasting was a community and that I could possibly be part of that community even though I wasn't a podcaster myself. On April 1st, I will raise a can of root beer in Joe's honor and I will retire my Joe Murphy wristbands to a place of honor. My name is Robin Hudson in Seoul, Korea and I remember Joe. I never got to meet Joe Murphy. I went to Dragon Con in 2007 and I'd always been planning to catch up with Joe. I looked forward to meeting him because I could tell through my headphones all the way in New Zealand that he was the kind of guy I would have really enjoyed spending some time with. The way he had that one-liner that just zapped right to the point and made everybody laugh. It was something that I thought, man, that guy, he must be so cool to hang out with. And when I found out he was sick, I was really, really touched in a way that I had never been for anybody else that I'd never met. And I just felt compelled to reach out and and let him know that (laughs) some strange Kiwi Uh, 8,000 miles away was thinking of him. And it will always be a real sorrow in my life that I never got to meet Joe Murphy. That when I finally made it to America last year, he wasn't there. So I just wanted to say thank you to him. My name is Philippa Valentine. I'm from Paparangi, Wellington. And I remember Joe. I had the pleasure of meeting Joe through the internet uh, initially when he did a review of my first novel. And I always refer to that review because it was probably the best review I have ever received for any of my works. Not because it was gushing, not because it said I was the next best thing since sliced bread. It told me what worked about the book. It also told me what was wrong. He said, no, I I love this book, but there were some problems. (laughs) And I I, I couldn't say anything other than, he's right. And he always, Joe always had an issue about that. And I said, no, Joe, you don't understand. You made me a better writer. And uh, fast forward to Westercon. And I I just arrived in, in Phoenix and... I was going to be there for an entire week. It was my last hurrah before uh, my, 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 my daughter arrived. And uh, Mike and Eva were talking with me, and we're just hanging out. And then all of a sudden, I see, I see movement in, in the corner of my eye. I turn, and coming around the corner is Joe Murphy. And he had apparently flown in that week so he could hang out with me and with Mike and with everybody. That was the kind of person Joe was. Joe was the guy that was always there. The other thing that made Joe probably one of the most phenomenal podcasters, I remember when he first came to me and he said, I don't think I can do this, dude. I I really don't. I I hate the sound of my own voice. I said, Joe, are you honest? Well, yeah. Joe, do you stand by your reviews? Well, yeah. 
then do it. Because that's what being a podcaster is all about, is speaking from the heart. And the other, the other, the other way I remember Joe was uh, Dragon Con 2006, and he's sitting on the bed with me and Smar and and uh, Sci-Fi Laura. We're all in this room. It is some ungodly hour in the morning, as it usually is at, at Dragon Con. And I said, Joe, I think I found the beer that you will like, and I hand him the Midas Touch. Now. Just, just really quickly. The Midas Touch is uh, part mead, part wine, part beer, and it tastes more like mead, more like wine. And I figured, since Joe had told me once that he kind of liked wine and kind of liked mead, maybe this would be the one. Plus, it has a really, really sweet, sweet taste to it. And Joe took it. He didn't wrinkle his nose. He took it. He sipped it. Swallowed around. Drank it. And with the straightest face, just said, "Yeah, that sucks." And <laughs> and we just all lost it. Uh, I mean, just straight deadpan. It, it, it was brilliant. In Joe's own words, brilliant. My name is T. Morris. I'm from Manassas, Virginia, and I remember Joe. Well, what can I say about Joe that probably hasn't been said yet? Well, he's a fucking kook, for one thing. No, really, I mean it. Joe Murphy was a fucking kook. But then that's why I like the guy. I remember one time I headed over to the Draco Vista Studios to uh, record Winging It. And, you know, we recorded the show, and there's Mike and Evo, you know, back in those days. Evo's lovely wife was there, along with their kid, you know, who I've always dug. Good kid. Well, apparently the kid had some something in his ear. And, of course, that's what Joe did for a living, I guess, was look in people's ears. Anyway, I go outside to have a cigarette, as I am wont to do. And when I come inside, I see Evo and Sheila with their child. And Joe Murphy sticking a flaming tube of paper or something in the kid's ear. Needless to say, I thought it was pretty fucking odd. Um, but then that was Joe. <laughs> you know, Joe would, uh, without a high-tech device for looking in the ear, and then jam a flaming piece of wood in it. And, uh, what can I say? Joe was a guy who would uh, call it the way he saw it, which again I respect. Although he did, he was incorrect on one thing. He once said to me during a taping of Winging It, "You know, TD, when you're drunk, you're really an asshole." You were wrong, Joe. I don't need to be drunk to be an asshole. It's just a talent of mine. Anyway, Joe. I'm going to get myself a Henry Weinhardt's root beer and have one for you, buddy. Take care of the shield, huh? Later. By nature of the internet, we're all friends, but we may have never met or we may have only seen each other a couple times a year. I was fortunate enough to see Joe quite 
a bit there in the last few months. And my biggest memory is um, right after he had his surgery in this very room, and he was sitting here looking all sad and stuff, and I wanted to explain to him that, because uh, I know he was not on the internet after that, he kind of pulled away a little bit. I wanted to explain to him that there was a lot of people out there that really cared and wanted to give him a hug, and it wasn't, it wasn't those lame internet hugs that everybody gets. These people really cared. So I asked him if I could give him a hug, and I was trying to be so gentle with him because I know he was, you know, split right down the front from the surgery, and he wouldn't have no part of that. He grabbed a hold of me and gave me the best hug I have ever had in my life, and he just would not let go. So I knew from then on, every time I had to see him, I had to hug him and make sure that I touched him because I know that some people, when they're sick, people don't want to touch him. I wanted to make sure that he knew that people cared about him. This is Debbie Walker in Mesa, Arizona, and um, I remember Joe. Well, you know what? Unlike a lot of people in the podcast world, I actually had the privilege of knowing Joe in person. I actually got to hang out with him a bunch of times. And um, so I've talked about a lot of specific memories of Joe in the past. So what I'm going to just do is just give a vague memory. It's just what I remember is what could sound like a cliche, but you know, anyone who knows Joe knows it's not the case. I just remember his generosity of spirit and just as a guy you're always happy to see and always happy to hang out with and always happy to just sit down and just and just chit chat with and every saturday after the uh, after the wing it recordings it was just always a good time to go out and sit out back and talk to joe just always considerate always funny always witty and if he didn't agree with you he would respect your stance and state his case well but what i will do is i will leave you with one point of wisdom that joe shared with me that when he found out that he had a tumor, but before he knew whether it was malignant or not, I remember he said to me that just no matter how it turned out, he was just going to complain less. Just in general, going to complain less. And that just the simple wisdom of that has resonated with me ever since and will probably always stick with me. My name is Jack. I live in Arizona. And I remember Joe. I have so many memories of Joe that it's hard to pick just one. The one that I can remember the, the strongest is this. I remember sitting at the airport waiting to catch our flights back to Arizona from Dragon Con. It was an early morning flight and all of us were just dead tired from the con. We were chatting when a gentleman approached and asked Joe directly, Are you Joe Murphy? Joe obviously responded with, Yes. The man had recognized Joe's voice from hearing him on the various shows. They chatted for a bit, and the man left. Joe was stunned and shocked that somebody would actually recognize him. I don't think that he really realized the impact that he had on others. I am a better person because of him. My name is Sheila Unwin. I live in Chandler, Arizona, and I remember Joe daily. I don't have a memory of Joe. I have lots of memories of Joe. You know, I've known the guy for two or three years. 
and in the studio, out of the studio, at my house, at his place, at various events. Uh, he was he was Joe. And so when I think back about that, I've got a wide spectrum of, of stories, you know, funny stories, most of which you've all heard on the podcasts, uh, some of which you haven't, but it, it's hard to focus in on, on one. My, my mind wants to go to the place when he got sick and after that, but I'd rather not. Um, I want to remember Joe, and he was a big guy, uh, in his entirety, uh, and all, all the fun that we had together, and all the great things we did together, and just being being a part of his life was something special. He was really as, as close as anybody in my life uh, to be called a brother that I can think of. And yeah, I, I treasure those memories. I... I in the studio, out of the studio, before, after events, all of that stuff. Him moving, you know, packing up his stuff on a whim and moving to Arizona because it sounded like there's some cool people there to hang out with. That's, that's pretty awesome. And those are the kinds of things I want to remember. I don't want to remember so much the, the last four months, five months. Um, I can't stop remembering that. I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing, but it's the, uh, it's the larger memories that I keep in mind every day. I think about Joe. My name's Evo Terra. I'm in Chandler, Arizona. And I remember Joe Murphy. Raise the rocket. Raise the rocket.